0: Good morning and welcome to the Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, or 88, wherever you are, you are joined by myself Lawson and my amazing co-host Monica. Monica, how are you?
1: I'm so good. I'm sitting here eating English muffins, having the time of my life. Mm. Yeah, how are you?
0: Absolutely, it's good to see your hair dried. When when you walked in this morning it was it was, you know, like wet.
1: Do you really think my hair dried in five minutes of walking around the studio? Did it? No, dude, it's still sopping.
0: Oh, okay. It looks, it looks dry to me <laughs> That's now. That's
1: funny. You're so funny. Why would you bring that up? I don't know. I just... <laughs> I- it's oh, good to see your hair looking good.
0: Yeah, I didn't shower this morning. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you're I, wearing a cap. <laughs> I showered last night. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been I've been getting into night showers because I, I go it's for more a,
1: hygienic. Yeah,
0: I go for a run in the afternoon. I'm like yeah. I don't want to sleep in my sweat. Yeah, that's I don't I understand the people
1: who want to marinate in their own filth all night in their bed sheets. To me, that's just so. But
0: gross. so you do night and morning.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm like a clean freak. I showered. but it makes sense. Like, well, I don't understand why people think it's excessive to shower once every twelve hours. So yeah, I shower twice a day.
0: Well, you could say that maybe, you know, our ancestors bathed a lot less than that.
1: They did. Sometimes they bathed once a month, and that was really disgusting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. But, Monica, I, I yeah. don't know if you've heard of this. So, this, this thing, it revolutionized my life when I was Go 12 on. years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. called deodorant. <laughs> and, and, you know, if you've got a can of that stuff, and let me you tell can come you, into work. Let until. me tell
1: you something that's going to revolutionize your what? life loss. And it's called chemicals, and if you don't put them on your skin, your skin gets real happy about it. Also, okay. oh, I still use deodorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't mean that my body is oh, no, any no. cleaner. I still get hit with all the pollution and dirt and grossness. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Orson's just smiling and nodding.
0: I, I'm, I'm like, okay, okay, fair enough. Maybe I need to shower more. I don't A know. lot
1: of cans of J actually can, uh, contain aluminium, which is known to exacerbate um, dementia. So there you go.
0: How often do you shower? 0491 064 669. Let us know. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different, Monica. You need to bring us the first clue for the quiz.
1: Who am I? My relative, a servant of the high priest, challenged Peter, saying, "Didn't I see you with him in the olive grove?" Interesting character in the Bible. This is. I'm not going to lie. This is a tough one. Oh, do you know who it is?
0: um i probably need some more clues yeah but i no nah, i'll get it i'll get it i'll get it
1: who am i my relative a servant of the high priest challenged peter saying didn't i see you with him in the olive grove
0: okay i think i know who it is But hey, if you know the answer, 0491 064 669 is the number to call or text. And if you call or text that number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week, Food as Medicine. By Sue Rad, we had some love coming in for Sue Rad over the uh, over over the text line. People calling her out as their favorite healthy auntie. So shout out Sue Rad and this incredible book as well, which is probably one of the biggest cookbooks I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah, she's she's actually a dietitian, so she's not just like a cook. She's a she's a, a cook and a dietitian, yeah. so she really knows her stuff. And she's done a lot of research, done a lot of, she does a lot of like a health presenting, health teaching, and she brings all that, um, mm. all that experience into this wonderful book.
0: So if you want to eat healthy mm. and tasty, we're giving you that opportunity again, that number 0491 064 669.
1: And also, I'm pretty sure she has Eastern European background and you know that corner of the planet knows how to cook some food. Mm -hmm. They know how to put it down.
0: Can I just say that I think like every group on earth knows how to cook food?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: I I don't think there's like a cuisine that I really, really dislike.
1: I'm really surprised you're saying this considering some of the countries that you and I have been to together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and there's really good food there.
1: Are you serious?
0: Oh, oh okay. Okay, we've got, we've got a hater in there's the like building. There's
1: like a whole continent there that's a bit questionable. But have you been to Italy?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, dude. That's pretty good. <clears throat> it's like life-changing food.
0: <laughs> it's like pizza. It's
1: a revelation. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't get
0: It's really not, though, for it's, me. Why? Maybe, maybe I'm How just... How old
1: were you when you went there?
0: I was like 16, 17. And who... Did
1: they just like bring you food to your hotel room? No, no, no. Like, when
0: you know, Naples. I feel pizza. like you're like missed
1: a massive piece of experience.
0: I'm, I'm no, I really like I've eaten good food in many <laughs> parts of the world. And I'm like, yes, it's great. But life changing. Like, hey, if have any- you ever tried rice and soy sauce and avocado before? That is life changing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I <laughs> spoken like a true bachelor. <laughs> hey, I actually want to know if there's any uh, travellers in our in our listener audience. Um, hey, tell us where the best food in the world is found, and isn't it just Italy, 100%? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have some really cool news coming out. Hey, look, I've got a question for you, actually. Mm-hmm. If you were in a bank, right? Mm-hmm. I
0: don't go to banks, but okay.
1: I, I know, right? Like, Who goes to banks anymore? But if you, if you went to the bank and somebody um, started robbing the bank next oh, to you, okay. what would you do?
0: Um, well, it depends how they're robbing the bank.
1: Let's say they claim to have a bomb on their person.
0: Ooh. Well, a, a bomb is an easy run. Like, that's like a, having a bomb on their person, there's no winning in that situation. So, you run. If they've got, like, a personal weapon, like a knife or a gun, and they're there to, like, really wet the place up, like, really mm-hmm. start shooting... Um, Lyle and I have talked about this, actually. In a mass shooting, the least amount of casualties happen when you run towards the shooter. Really? Yeah. So, if a group of people runs towards the shooter and tackles them, the least, less people die. Okay. So, I have resolved to try and be one of those people.
1: Okay. Okay. That's good for you. But
0: if they had a bomb, everyone out. Like, straight evacuation. That is the protocol because you can't win. Yeah. You, you just... They, you blow up, they blow up, everyone blows up. Whereas, if you can you know, tackle them and get the gun. It depends, it depends. But okay, so say this is happening and they had a bomb, I'm out of there.
1: That's actually, I never thought about that before with the bomb, but now that you've said that, I probably will run uh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense actually that you think about yeah. it like what are they everyone like? loses yeah, yeah yeah if it's a hostage situation and you just go do you know what i'm not going to be taken hostage see you later i run out the door and they're going to really go well I actually i'm going to blow myself up because i have one hostage to the runner
2: mm. it's a
1: good point well mm. i've got a news story for you about someone someone who did something incredible this is in california mm. um a gentleman by the name of Michael Armas Senior was at the bank when he noticed another guy at a different teller window had his t-shirt pulled up, up over his nose and mouth and was acting all irate. And um, and <laughs> yeah, that's he realised that something was going on. Uh-huh. And so he went up. He actually went up to this guy. Discovered that he had handed a note to the bank teller saying that he had a bomb strapped to his body and he was going to detonate it if he didn't get money. Mm. And this guy, Michael, chatted with the bank robbery and brewer and gave him a hug and broke this guy down until he started crying. He just, they just had a little cry on his shoulder. That is wild. Can you imagine like someone being like, I got a bomb, I'm going to blow the place up if I don't get any money? And this guy just comes over and puts his arms that around amazing. him and starts ministering to him and gives him a hug.
0: Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you actually have a bomb? No, right? No. So, so
1: the guy he he when he broke down, he was like, he said these words. He said, "There's nothing in this town for me. Nothing in this town for me. All I just want to go to prison." Mm. So you have to realize that some people see prison as a safe haven Mm -hmm. because they get you know they get their basic needs provided and cared for. So if they're struggling and struggling and struggling, sometimes prison is their answer. Okay. And um. Uh, so he stayed. He stayed with this guy Michael until the police arrived and took him into custody for attempted robbery. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, stating that he was in fact not armed at all, had zero mm. weapons on him, so mm. he was just bluffing. Um, but of course, Michael didn't know that, and just to go over and to realize there was a situation happening, and just to oh, this just blows my mind. I'd I'd probably still run. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 yeah. Wow. It's, you know, praise the Lord for people like this who who just see a need, they jump in there and risk their lives in a really hectic situation. I
0: think in the case of a bank robbery, because like more often than not, when people go to rob banks, they are unarmed, but claim to be armed yeah, yep. uh, because, you know, it's easier that way yeah. um, or it's, it's cheaper, but it's, a, it's an easy bluff. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think, man, that is an amazing story. Yeah, Praise God. Yeah. Like, yeah. but he talked the guy down. But there, at the end of the day, there was nothing the guy really could have done. He didn't have a bomb on him. And so whether he got yeah. talked down or not, but I think at Still least. Still a risky move. Le- yeah. At least getting that peace and comfort and hope. And, and you could say it's it's a bit of a Schrodinger life on the line situation here. <laughs> yeah. Whether there was a bomb or not, this guy resolved to just say, hey, I'm going to talk this guy down. And obviously, yeah, when I say run away from the bomb, that's like the the standard advice given, right? Right, yeah. It's like, hey, if there's a bomb, run away. If there's a shooter, you know, run towards, like that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, that that's awesome that the person saw this opportunity. I think whether they were really in tune and aware of what was happening in the situation, they were like, oh, he probably doesn't have a bomb, I should go talk to him. Or the other way around, whether he was totally oblivious, what he did mm. was Super risky and brave, but yeah, he, praise God sev- that it that it you know worked, worked out the way yeah, that it did. He's
1: a seven year seventy year old old timer, and he, oh, yeah, okay. He just, I think you know he's not. From oldies, scare him. yeah. It's like He's bombs, stuff. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got another really cool story. I didn't even know this was possible, but kudos to the uh, the University of York over in the UK. Mm. For the first time in English history, they've had a de-extinction event that's seen um, a flower, uh, a, this beautiful yellow daisy-looking flower. Mm. Uh, that has now been brought back from extinction. It's been, it's been extinct for 30 years and they managed to bring it back. Mm. Um, so they, they, apparently they found some seeds in a, on a windowsill in a, in a shed that was, at, so the, the seed is on the a window. W- it's
0: w- literally a barn find of yeah. seeds. Yeah. That is crazy. In the
1: University of York. And so they, um, uh, they, they took it to the millennial seed bank in the Coo Gardens. Q Garden, sorry, and botanist at the Natural England organize a resurrection for this flower. And mm. it was successful. They've now, um, you know, this collected the seeds from the first flower and then germinated them. And so there's more and more. And, uh, until now they literally have thousands of them. And, uh, and it's a happy looking yellow daisy kind of flower. And, uh, it is now back from the brink. Well, back from it wasn't just a brink. It had gone over the edge. Mm. It was extinct for 30 years. So now this is back. Um, hopefully they're, they're looking. They're looking to maybe get it to the point where they can now uh, sell it so that people can really, you know, uh, cement the fact that it's back to life. And um, and apparently it went extinct because of widespread weed killer application with um, some old-school weed killers that they hadn't really tested properly before. Mm. So, yeah, incredible story. I didn't even know that was possible, but you should go jump online and check this out because it's a really pretty, happy-looking flower, just what you need to see on a lovely day like today. So, yeah, mm. wonderful news coming out of the UK and uh, and California this morning. Mm.
0: You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We are going to have another clue for the quiz.
1: Who am I through the event for which I am known, uh, sorry, though the event for which I am known occurs in all four Gospels, only John's account gives my name.
0: I think I know who this is.
1: Yeah, I need you to write it down. I think
0: I definitely know who this is. Because it's
1: a hard one, and I'd be very impressed if you did know who that is. So who am I? Though the mm-hmm. event for which I am known... Yes, you are right, Lawson. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Climb <a> boy. Uh, <laughs> though the event for which I am known occurs in all four Gospels, only John's account gives my name.
0: If you know the answer, 0491 064 is the number to call or text, and you will go into the draw to win Food as Medicine by Surad. The greatest book ever written maybe 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 <laughs> not maybe and potentially <laughs> maybe there are some people out there who really love it and yeah, I'm, I'm i'm just i'm just trying to get across to you how amazing this book is, so that you're gunning for it. We know that the the questions are a little bit harder this morning. We know the answer's a little bit more difficult this morning, a little bit more obscure, but hey, 0491-064-669. We got a text message in from Brayden. He says, smelling clean is only a matter of popularity. If everyone smelt less clean, it would be the clean smelling ones. That would be seen as weird people. (laughs) But just to clarify, I shower daily (laughs) unless camp. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) <laughs> right, <yeah>. Thanks, braided.
1: <laughs> yeah, do you
0: think it's just because we have a standard of cleanliness in the West that we consider well, it just I have, not? Clean? I
1: have wondered how we all put up with each other back in the day when they did really only shower once a month, and it, it must have been that we're just used to it. But at the same, like, back then also we were eating different because you, what you eat, put in your mouth deeply affects, like hugely mm-hmm. affects how you smell. And they didn't have all the processed, refined, chemical mm-hmm. preservative stuff in their food like we do now. And that stuff um, is what often makes your sweat stink. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they, they, they were eating much more natural food, mm-hmm. even if they were eating like animals more than we do. Simultaneously,
0: so- there are groups of people in the world who don't need to use deodorant.
1: Yeah, like like South Koreans don't don't really sweat. You know? Yeah, because yeah.
0: their sweat doesn't smell. It's like a genetic
1: thing. Yeah, it's actually I um I watched um uh, videos of people who have moved to South Korea and then been scratching their heads because they just find it almost impossible to buy deodorant anywhere because they have like, to no import says, deodorant. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs>
0: awesome. Hey, you are listening to the breakfast show. We're gonna start by talking about Ghana.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, Ghana, yeah.
0: the African country of Ghana. I know some... I, I think you, they, they're called Ghanaians. Ghanaians?
1: Ghanese.
0: Ghanese. I, don't, I don't know. Anyways, people from Ghana. I know some some Ghanese people. I met them from Newcastle Uni. I know some Ghanese people from the States as well. You know, just getting around and whatnot, living their best lives in Ghana. Now, Ghana is a country that has a deep history of Christianity. Religion, you know, in general, but particularly Christianity being brought over there in the 15th century 16th century by the portuguese as they were doing trading and whatnot and there were presbyterian and, and wesleyan um you know missionaries who showed up and shared the gospel there and now yeah 71 percent of the population in ghana is christian or identifies as some level of christian now a textbook has just been released in schools it's called the history test textbook history of ghana for basic schools learn a book four, and it has heaps of claims in it oh no what's up
1: no i'm just uh, this story please don't tell me that i've rewritten history it so, it a bit shinier for them
0: no 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 so in this history book it just goes absolutely out of its way to attack christianity and oh, religion no. so let, let's read some of the quotes so it says that christianity has led christianity has led to an increase in poverty in ghana what uh and that religious doctrines brought by missionaries missionaries create a sense of fear and timidity uh timidity Amen. amongst Amongst people from Ghana, it would go on to say as well, particularly about Christians. Um, it, <laughs> this is this is so funny. Like many politicians in Ghana, use religion as a vehicle to call to cause disaffection amongst people in a bid to advance their political interest. religious creates an avenue for many tricksters and charlatans to parade as men as as men of God. Um, we've also got here, religion is a major cause of physical conflict around the world and most religious groups discriminate against women in so many ways. So it has all these quotes and and you get the thinking like there's some of these things that I actually agree with. Right. Some, some of these points, I'm like, okay, that's historically accurate.
1: But I feel like whoever wrote this definitely has an agenda.
0: Absolutely. And, and how
1: they get past the censors.
0: And particularly against Christianity as well. They the, Their big thing was to, to target mm. Christianity, mm-hmm. to target the work of Christian missionaries in Ghana too. And then simultaneously, yes, yeah, so they're, they're making all these claims about religion, but there's no um, other side. I could 100% oh, yeah, uh, Charlatans and tricksters parade themselves as men of, of God to manipulate. People. No,
1: I disagree with that I'm because it's it's Africa where witchcraft is huge. Like you can imagine, like the witch, you know, the witch doctor. That's all charlatanism. That, no, I, no,
0: but it says it doesn't say Christians. It says religious, right? Okay,
1: fine. But, it, but yeah, but yeah. then
0: simultaneously, it does happen within Christianity as well. I'm like, okay. Sure. In fact, the Bible says it will but happen. I feel the like Bible any says, belief
1: system. Absolutely,
0: that's yeah. the point. Any belief system. But in the textbook, it specifically it then says, goes yeah. after Christians and then does. Doesn't give a balanced perspective of like, oh yeah, and Christianity also brought charity to Ghana, and Christianity also brought like, you know medicine and hospitals and like all these different like
1: can it, they substantiate the claims about saying that it makes people more poor what was that first yeah one? How, it, it is brought
0: that? about an increase of poverty how do they prove that well they, they, they can't don't? they don't oh. they're just like hey this is the history of ghana and it's led to people being more poor now the education minister has come out well a bunch of parents complained about this they're yeah. like are you serious or what is this because again 71 percent of people in ghana are christian mm-hmm. and so parents are reading this like are you serious? Um, but the Ghana National Association of Authors and Publishers apologized for the book a committee has been set up to assess the book and then the country's deputy education minister he was he described the book as obnoxious saying it had been smuggled into the market mm-hmm. for unsuspecting learners mm-hmm. he then went on to say the content is appalling and misconceived and that Ghana is a most is Ghana is most peaceful for a reason and the important place of religion cannot be understated or undermined That's so even the education minister is like Wait, what? What?
1: (laughs) Some cheeky writer, some free and atheist writer thought they were going to get this in and it was never going to get noticed and now look at them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, now they've they've been singled out here. So we'll see how that unfolds. I guess it's definitely going to be recalled. But um, yeah, interesting story coming out of Ghana and like... You know, in a country that is so Christian, there are those trying to undermine that history and whatnot. We
1: might need to keep an eye on it, though, because it may, it may have just been done to start contention, to start mm. controversy.
0: In the education space, which is usually yeah. where contention mm-hmm. and controversy is most rife. Yep. Hey, I got a story here in the last couple of minutes that I wanted to share, and it's a little bit... uh Maybe you could say not safe for work. It's a little bit, it's a very sensitive topic involving, um, sextortion and suicide. And so if you've got younger listeners and, you know, you think that they're not ready to hear that, maybe switch the radio off now. But this story comes out of the United States where Brandon Guffey, who, uh, sorry, um, Gavin Guffey, who is 17 years old, um, who was 17 years old, um, he is a, you know, he was a recently graduated high school student and, ended up committing suicide. And now his father, Brandon, is a representative for the Republican Party. He's well-known in his community, and it was a huge question as to why this took place. It's a massive tragedy. And it turns out that his son, Gavin, was actually sex storted. So basically what had taken place is that as a 17-year-old, he's chatting with this you know, person online who he thinks is a girl of similar age, and um, they're on Instagram, and they turn their messages on to vanish mode, so it goes away as soon as they're posted you can read it once and then it goes away mm-hmm. and you know this person who they're talking to being an impressionable young 17 year old who is you know looking for um was looking for companionship then starts asking them like for explicit pictures and brandon eventually concedes and the person immediately flips and says if you don't send me money right now i'm gonna I'm going to release all these picks, mm. and Brandon freaking out at this. Then you know, sends them twenty five dollars and says, "Look, that's all I have in my bank account. Like I don't have anything else." And the person is just continually barraging them, like, "I'm going to put these picks out. I'm going to put these picks out." And Brandon writes back to them. It's like, if you put these picks out, I'm going to end it. Like mm-hmm. that's it. And before even getting the because the the picks were never made public. Mm-hmm. Um, but before even you know the they had the chance. Um, Brandon came to a place where he was so under pressure because of this situation that he ended his own life. And it's, is a hugely tragic story now. Um, well, sorry, Gavin, Brandon, the father is now sharing, um, all over, you know, he's, he's become uh, kind of an advocate in this space and is trying to raise awareness for this type of thing, um, to educate parents as to, you know, the dangers that can happen online because, there I think there was that big stranger danger push right Mm -hmm, of like mm -hmm. uh, on the internet of oh don't Get your kids on, you know, anonymous chat rooms and whatnot. But these are just two people texting over Instagram. Yeah. And again, it's you know the the reason it was successful for the for the for the you could say that the charlatan or the trickster here, um, was because they were just aiming immediately at in, in such a private and personal way, uh, aiming immediately at a young person's want for companionship. And in spite of all the good advice that they could have received from their parents up into this, they were manipulated into doing something that they probably didn't want to do and as a result they're not here anymore. And so it's an incredibly tragic story and I just wanted to highlight that. Um maybe you're a parent or maybe you're a young person. Stay safe. Try yeah. and stay safe and really don't take pictures of yourself. Don't oh, put them on the, the internet.
1: The internet is forever.
0: Absolutely. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We are going to have another clue for the quiz.
1: Who am I? I am one of those who went to seize and arrest Jesus.
0: A few attempts have been made at this and... they're
1: fun. no one's right. They're
0: they're all right. I warned you. It's
1: a hard one. It's a hard one. Hey, 0491 is
0: 064669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. Just, 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 you know, just have a shot. Just go for it. Just send it in if you... If you think it's if you think it's Monica, then give that answer. <laughs>
1: I'll give you a clue. It's not me. <laughs> our names start with the same letter though.
0: Oh, that Ooh. is a clue. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. But we have come to the time of the day, end of the week, where we talk to none other than our wonderful psychologist and counsellor who gets on here and talks with us about all things brain health. We have Jennifer Skews. Jennifer, are you there with us?
2: I am there. I am here. I'm (laughs) I'm Jennifer.
0: Good morning, Auntie Jennifer. Okay.
2: It's a bit of a a cold morning, so my brain's sort of still getting going, I think. It's a sunny day. Okay. We are in winter. Okay. We're going to continue with brain health. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you know that the heart and the brain talk to each other? Did you know that?
0: I didn't know that because I've never observed either of those things having a mouth what language do they speak is it Spanish
2: nervous system language ah okay so through electrical
0: pulses and those kinds of things
2: absolutely so what they do is every every movement everything that the heart and the brain register it communicates via these um, nerve pathways that connect them mm-hmm. And it's something that hasn't been well researched scientifically in the mainstream, but there is still some excellent research on it that Mm. shows that this pathway is very powerful, particularly when you're treating trauma and stress problems. And they found that the heart talks more to the brain than the brain talks to the heart, Mm. and that every signal of the brain regulates – sorry, the heart regulates – the brain's reaction. So when we think of the brain, we really need to look very much at the heart. And interestingly, mm. when you you know go into the Bible, it talks about the heart and the mind. Um, they work together, and they do physically. They work together, and every heartbeat sends a signal to the brain that either all is well or everything's going wrong. Oh, so we can either have harmony or chaos. So when you find yourself in chaos, you you have a very disrupted system between the heart and the brain, or the heart is sending signals to the brain mm. that is chaotic. Okay. When you are relaxed, your heart rhythm is even. It goes up and down fairly evenly. Mm -hmm. When it's disturbed, something happens and it's disturbed, then it gets um, chaotic. It actually can spike. It's uneven. Um, How might you know that that's what's happening to your heart? How do you know how your heart's going?
0: Well, I know that when I do things in particular, like I went running yesterday and my heart was definitely in a chaotic state and my brain was telling me all about it. Like your legs hurt. It's hard to breathe right now. You know, these, these kinds of things. So I, I think that we, we, um, are in, once there's some level of, of trauma or exertion or whatever induced Mm -hmm. and that heart rate spike happens and our brain is the one that really tells us, Oh Man, you know, I'm freaking out. There's there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So that that's been my my perspective. And then running is all about telling your brain to shut up and you just keep going. <laughs>
1: that's
2: exercise in general. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: It's a mindful exercise because mm. you're focusing in the present on what's happening. Mm. But because it's um, you're doing a excess exercise, the heart and the brain get a good workout. Mm. Um, and oh, good absolutely. Good. Yeah, it's good for the heart to be, you know, be pushed a bit along a bit, and to uh, we actually feel it. Mm. But often it's not. Well, it's usually not until the heart is doing something odd that, um, or it's more pronounced that we actually register the heart is doing something because it's always mm. beating. It never stops beating. Mm. Um, and I can't as feel it know, right it. now.
0: You know, like when my heart rate's high, I can feel it. But right now, it's just it's just no, ticking along. You don't.
2: It is. You're doing your job. You enjoy what you do, and it's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we are stressed, the heart rate changes, and uh, people don't realize that it's, it's changed unless mm-hmm. it's actually beating really rapidly, like you said, when you exercise. But some people are more aware of it, and uh, particularly anxious people mm-hmm. often find, oh, my heart's racing, right, mm-hmm. racing a lot. When we have a traumatic moment and you you would have probably done this. We often put our hands up to the heart and grab that area. Mm-hmm. You know, people get a shock and they put their hands up and go, oh, and they um, put it over that area. And they found scientifically that if you put your hand on your heart or over that area, one hand, both hands rub the area, the heart starts to calm down. So it actually physically soothes the heart mm. when we do that. Touch is a very powerful factor for the heart wow. and the brain. Hmm. So it's interesting to see because what happens when you want to regulate the brain, the first thing you have to do is regulate the heart. Mm. So if your brain is in chaos and it's all over the place and it's, uh, it's spiking and doing all sorts of weird things, then I guarantee the heart's doing the same. And then we try and get our thinking in order. Oh, what's wrong with me? I'll I'll keep thinking these bizarre thoughts and I can't regulate it. Mm. But if you stop and actually regulate the heart, uh, you can just rub the area. But one of the most powerful things is your breathing. Mm. So if you do some slow, deep breathing evenly, Focus your attention, this is that mindful focus on the area of the heart, while you're doing a full deep breath. We taught you know that diaphragm breathing, where you, you're doing a full breath to about the count of five, in through mm. the nose, slowly out through the mouth. Your heart rate will calm down and start beating evenly. It only takes a couple of those breaths for the heart to respond. So it actually then has a big effect on our whole system, which we're going to look at as we go. But today I just want to focus on understanding that relationship between the heart and the brain.
0: Mm, absolutely. So getting those breaths in that, that makes me think of, oh man, when I, when I stop um, <laughs> on my runs and then I'm just, oh, you just take those huge breath. big mm. breaths and just mm. like, you know, big breaths, because the advice that you get while running is to to only breathe through your nose. It's much better for you um, to, yeah. to breathe through your m- yes. nose and, and try and regulate your breathing as much as possible. But then once yeah. you stop, you try and just suck all that air in so you can fill up the lungs yeah. and recover quickly. And yeah. it definitely helps to do that.
2: Oh, it does. It's so, this is why exercise is so good. It works the lungs, it works the heart, it mm. connects to the brain. So mm-hmm. it's a very powerful thing. Um, but with the breathing I'm talking about, it's best to breathe in through the nose mm-hmm. and take that slow breath. You don't have to gasp or anything, but when you breathe out, you breathe out through the mouth, but purse the lips. It's like breathing through a straw that you actually put a little bit of pressure on that out breath, and it's amazing how much you feel that relaxation coming into the area of the heart.
0: Dude, it's I'm so- feeling it right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it as you're speaking, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling relaxed. I could just about fall asleep here on the breakfast show. No, I'm not because what you have to share isn't interesting, but because, oh, man, this is this breathing yeah. technique is really incredible.
2: It is, and it's the thing. The first thing I usually. Talk to clients about is to do to that relationship between the heart and the brain because we have an amazing body. God is, we're wonderfully made. God mm. has given us an incredibly fine tuned system. Mm. And the more we use it and understand it, knowledge is powerful, the mm. more it operates more efficiently. Mm. So when you're reacting, like if you drive down the road and a car swerves or comes out at you, what happens? What do you notice? What happens to the heart?
0: Oh, yeah. It just shoots in the roof. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I, I, you, I in
0: particular, I have, like, a kind of reaction when my heart rate gets high. I'm, like, just in general, like, a very nauseous person. And right. when those kinds of things happen, I just – my heart rate shoots up and I get immediately sick. And yep. and it's – oh, I just feel it, you know. Mm-hmm. I just feel my heart boom, 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 boom. I get and,
1: hot all over. Right? Uh, instant, oh. instant surge of temperature. Wow. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, these are all the stress response, but the heart is the main player in that. Mm. So the gut produces, when you stress the gut, also produces a lot of acid, hence you feel oh, nauseous. Wow. Yeah, and uh, this is why when you do the, this breathing and you calm the heart down, what you do, you put that left-right brain balance back online, and but you also, the the whole body stops doing the stress response. Mm. It actually starts, it stops pumping too much acid, it then gives the body other things to calm it down, you get that balance back again. Mm. So when you're driving, if you don't calm the heart down and get the brain back online, you'll be hyper vigilant. You'll be driving around waiting for someone to hit you and therefore you're not you you know, you're more likely to then have an accident. Mm-hmm. So if you do the breathing, even if you've got to pull over and just stop and do some of that breathing, hand on the heart, focus the breathing, you will find that very rapidly you'll be back focused and that trauma will be over. You've released it.
1: Mm. It's a
2: way of releasing trauma. So uh, we have an amazing system. When we use it correctly, it corrects itself. So this is what we're trying to do. Um, when you're studying, do you ever aware of what's happening with the heart or the breath? Um, I
0: think in general, cause you're not really thinking it often, you get a bit shallow with your breaths. Um, I definitely know that if I'm under the pump, I then start to get stressed and feel sick, but, uh, but it's yeah. In generally you don't really notice but then it is very shallow and then there is that need to do that breathing to kind of regenerate your brain again
2: absolutely so if you work with the breathing when you're studying when you're doing anything and particularly Mm. when you know you're a bit stressed so you've got to train the brain to think to breathe Mm -hmm. um i encourage people to keep using it don't just wait until you're a bit stressed or anxious actually use it
1: preemptively
2: yeah, when you go to bed at night, lying in bed, put your hands on your heart and just do that slow, deeper breathing, and you'll get a much deeper, better sleep
1: wow. when you wake up in the
2: morning. Yep. So it helps if you wake up at night and can't sleep well in doing that breathing because often we have dreams that disturb the mind and wake up with the heart rate racing or the breathing not right. Mm. So this is where are using it and when you wake up in the morning. Um, do it even before you get out of bed just do some slow deep breathing then particularly getting oxygen back in because we get a lot of build up of garbage at night open a window do some deep breathing that slow deep breathing again and you will find that you'll have a much better day the brain will be more focused Mm. so anytime you can't think straight stop and breathe do that breathing get the brain back online it's Mm. a yeah, so there's a lot that we can do. The simple things work best. That's what I love. Mm. Um, and when, once I learned this, I have been doing it, you know, I'd use it daily. I just do your breathing or when I go to bed or when I wake up and it adds to your quality of life and it will help to get rid of that stress.
0: Mm, Absolutely. That's incredible. Who would have thought that breathing
1: helps you live better? I'm going to do that breathing thing tonight when I go to sleep. (laughs) I can't wait to try
2: it. And we forget, you know, we think, oh, that sounds really good. And so you've got to train yourself. It's like um, any routine, we have to train ourselves to exercise uh, and to really breathe and regulate the heartbeat and the brain balance. Mm. It's quality of life, which is i I love, and it does work, it is powerful mm. um, it's a technique I use and teach people who are trying to recover from trauma mm. um, because it actually when when you have a traumatic moment it releases the trauma so you don't carry it with you you 've actually removed it. Mm. So it you've reset the whole nervous system, mm. so yeah, so we cannot underestimate it.
0: Awesome. That's incredible. Hey, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us this morning to talk about all things breathing.
2: Thanks for
1: being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.